Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Hope you had a nice holiday weekend. I took a couple extra days off. But I appreciate you joining me on our chapter day journey that we pick up again today in 1 Samuel chapter 24. And it was verse 12 that resonated with me this morning. David said to King Saul, May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me. But my hand will not touch you. Today's podcast is entitled, The Prototype. One of the things I'm discovering on my current stretch of life's road is that my spiritual life is growing deeper and more meaningful, more alive, even as my body begins to show the signs of the aging process that will continue to lead to its inevitable physical demise. It's sort of a interesting paradox. I've been preparing a message for the last few weeks on a familiar piece of Jesus' teaching, uh, commonly known as the Beatitudes. As I've been memorizing it, studying and meditating, I have come to realize that it is a roadmap for what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. One commentator I read called it Jesus' new way to be human. And I suppose that it's inevitable as I meditate deeply on Jesus' ninefold path of being that it would become a filter through which I begin to see new things in old stories like today's chapter. Now, I've mentioned in recent posts that the saga of Saul and David is a study in contrasts, and those contrasts continue in today's episode. King Saul holds all the worldly power. He has a nation's army at his command. He has an entourage catering to his every whim and seeking to ride the gravy train to their own personal empowerment. King Saul has become obsessed with killing his young rival, David, wiping out his enemies and solidifying his power. In many ways, King Saul is sort of an example of the world. David, on the other hand, has no earthly power. He's living a life on the run. He's hiding in a cave in the desert with a ragtag crew of misfits and mercenaries. He was anointed as God's to-be king by Samuel, but that doesn't seem to be coming to fruition anytime soon. In fact, looking at the circumstances, I've got to believe that David is wondering if the whole thing of him being anointed king and a man after God's own heart is some kind of a joke. In today's chapter... King Saul and his army are on the hunt for David. They're in a desert area that is riddled with caves. And King Saul finds himself, it's kind of humorous, finds himself needing to, you know, answer nature's call. Like, happens to all of us. So he steps into one of the caves to have a, quote-unquote, seat on the throne, so to speak. Sorry, I couldn't resist. What he doesn't know is that David and his men are in hiding just a bit deeper in the back of the cave. Now, from the perspective of the culture of the world, especially of those times, this is David's chance. His men are adamant that David assassinates Saul right now and make his prophesied rise happen. A little bit like Macbeth and his wife did. I mean, no one would bat an eye if David were to seize this opportunity. The world at this time, even more than now, 
was a dog-eat-dog world of conquest. Kill or be killed is their everyday reality. The strongest and most violent are the ones who rise to power in their world. There is no person in the world who would question David's actions were he to take out his vengeance on the Mad King who had unjustifiably ruined his life, made his daily existence a living hell. But this is where David is different. God told Samuel that David was a man after my own heart. See, David wasn't concerned with what everybody in this world would think. David was concerned with with what the God of heaven would think. David is revealing a different way to be human. Blessed are the poor in spirit. David is embracing his impoverished circumstances and placing his trust in God to fulfill his destiny, not take it into his own hands. Blessed are those who mourn. David is embracing his lament. He's turning them into poetic songs and seeking the comfort of God's mercy rather than his personal revenge. Blessed are the meek. David has the power to assassinate the king, but he humbly, meekly, chooses not to use that power. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. David willingly chooses not to be a judge, jury, and executioner in this moment, deferring justice and vengeance on Saul to God. Blessed are the merciful. David mercifully treats Saul as he would like to be treated by Saul. Blessed are the pure in heart. David is more concerned with the condition of his heart than the condition of his circumstances. Blessed are the peacemakers. David, having cut off a piece of King Saul's robe as the monarch was indisposed, then confronts Saul, and he makes an effort to peacefully resolve their conflict. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. David's entire life has become that of an unjust persecution because God has blessed him and not Saul. Still, David humbly surrenders to God's will and God's timing for the right time to lift him to the position and power that has been prophesied. Blessed are you when others insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad. At the end of today's episode, Saul goes back to his palace, his power, and his position, while David retreats back into his cave, where he picks up his lyre and pens the lyrics of Psalm 57, in which he laments living among, quote, lions, ravenous beasts, and men whose teeth are sharp spears, end quote. Remember, Saul twice tried to kill David with a spear, but then in the very next line, he writes and sings, quote, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. End quote. Rejoice and be glad. If the Beatitudes are Jesus' prescription for a different way of being human, then David was the ancient prototype. In the quiet this morning, I simply find myself desiring to live however many days I have left on this earthly journey, exemplifying Jesus' ninefold path of being human, just like David did. I hope you have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.